You are listening to the Ultimate Intimacy Podcast, where we discuss how to find ultimate intimacy in your relationship. We believe that no matter how many years you've been married, you can achieve passion, romance, happiness, and ultimate intimacy at any stage of your life. Join us as we talk to not only marriage experts, but couples just like yourself and people who are just flat out fun. The Ultimate Intimacy Podcast is for couples who have a good relationship but want to make it even better. Hi, and welcome to the Ultimate Intimacy Podcast with Nick and Amy. Amy told me, she's like, it turns me on when you do the opening. I was trying to convince her to do the opening. And she's like, oh, it really turns me on when you do it. I said, done. I got it. I got this covered. So welcome. I just wanted to get out of it. Yeah, that's true. So welcome to the podcast today. And today's episode is tips to better communication with your spouse. And you're probably getting ready to hit the Exit. exit button. But don't. This is going to be a good episode. We're going to put this in a direction that's different than you've probably heard before. Oh, really? I hope so. Nick's going to share personal experiences on every... Dude, I got so many personal experiences, like, I don't even know where to begin. Okay. So, as we've talked about, communication is by far the biggest issue we see in marriages and what couples struggle with. I can't even tell you how many people contact us and they say, oh, I haven't even asked my spouse. Like, we say, well, have you talked to your spouse about it? Well, no. So obviously it's a problem and people still aren't getting it after all these podcasts we've done on communication. So I guess we'll have to just do another one. They're not listening to it though. Yeah, they'll listen to this one though. This okay. one be good. So communication is vital for a good relationship. I'm trying to talk slower because Nick's talking so fast. I don't know why you feel like I'm talking fast. I don't feel like I'm talking that fast. I don't know why. <laughs> Like, they probably didn't even understand your entire opening. And I I didn't even have any coffee or anything. I don't, not that I drink coffee. You don't drink coffee or pop or, yeah, you're just like wired or something. I don't know why, yeah. (laughs) So, yeah. Yeah? So, yeah? yeah, That's it? We used to suck at communication. We used to be really bad at communication, actually. And, now, and I just wanted to share that because we're amazing at it now. And if you feel like you suck at it in your marriage, you can become amazing at it. In fact, Amy sometimes is like, I wish you'd just shut up sometimes. Like, you I talk too much. I've never said that. Well, not in those words. It's more like, ah, you you talk quite a bit. Um, you uh, need to close your mouth a little bit. <laughs> I've never said that. Ever. <laughs> okay. Maybe it was more like... Um, I just want to go to sleep. I just want to go to sleep. Uh, could you just roll over and and zip it? I've never said. <laughs> Nick makes me sound so mean. They know I'm joking. I hope joking. so. All right, so let's okay, let's, let's dive, dive in, in about how the tips to help you have better communication with your spouse. And Nick is going to share something personal with every single one of these tips. So you're, me on the you're spot. not going to get you're what? not going to get bored. You're not going to get bored. I don't, I can't be put on the spot. I get stage fright like that. No, you don't. No, you don't. Okay. First thing, learn to be a better listener. Ooh, why don't you tell me our experience with that one? (laughs) What experience comes to mind? I don't know. (laughs) I don't, yeah. Now now I've really got stage fright because I'm like, what is she talking about? There were years 
during our oh, hard yeah, times yeah, 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 yeah. where I tried to express how I felt, why I was frustrated, why I was overly stressed, why I didn't feel any emotional connection. And he my just listening sucked. didn't listen very let's just, well. Let's just throw it out there. My listening sucked. It did. It, it did. did. It sucked. It did. And I've, I've been guilty of it too. We as men are, are <laughs> guilty of that a lot of times. The wives are saying, he never listens to me. It just... I don't talk very much, so you don't have to listen to much. Oh, but I love when you talk. <laughs> so, you know... Part of great communication is also being a good listener. And part of being a good listener is understanding and really listening to what your spouse is saying. And I totally admit, uh, I think for a while in our marriage, I wasn't the best listener. I would kind of just let it go one ear and out the other. and Just try to fix stuff all yourself. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, it led to problems. But I want to add to that, not because of something you did. I want to add to being a good listener means caring caring about what they're saying actually caring i was gonna say giving a crap but that wasn't a nice way to put caring under trying to understand trying to take it in like not just listening and not caring that doesn't do any good you have to care about what they're saying like if it matters to them and they're trying to talk to you they need you to care about it I think right? I think you just summed everything up. If it matters to you, it should matter to them. It, it should, should matter, matter to the person listening, to right? To the person listening. So be a better listener. I'm mean, gonna just like communication does nothing if you're not actually listening and caring about what they say. It does no good. For sure, right? For sure. Which leads us into the next one. You know, you need to be really mindful about how you both are feeling, and you shouldn't be scared to take a break if you need to, right? What's that look for? Take a break as in yeah. while you're talking? Well, like if you're in a conversation and, you know, things aren't going good or you feel like you're being interrupted. I mean, we have that all the time. Like we're having a good conversation and we get interrupted all the time and we get a little frustrated or whatever. Or I maybe we're... interrupted like by someone else? Oh, like the kids? Yeah. Or, oh. or, or maybe... Um, there's things going on to where we're not being able to give it our full attention. Like it's okay to just, you know, take a break and, and say, hey, let's continue this discussion later. Yeah. Yeah. We do that a lot. So that's good. Yep. It's, it's okay to put a pause on things. You, what, I guess the point I'm trying to say is you both need to be there 100% to have those good conversations. If you're, if you're there 70%, and I'm here. I'm there 100. percent That does not work. We both need to be there 100. percent Which means put your phone down. <laughs> Phones down. That's right. Is that what I said? You you cannot have a conversation with your spouse when they're staring or you're staring at your phone. Exactly. Right. Oh, the next one. I don't know if I like this one. Be very careful the words you choose to use. Why don't you like that one? That one's a great one. Because a lot of times I'll try to express myself and it comes out wrong. There's been a couple of times where I've tried to express myself <laughs> to you and it's come out totally wrong. I'm sure everyone's done that. And uh, just... You know. Oh, like last Friday. 
Is that yes. what you're talking about? That is exactly uh-huh. what I'm talking about. Yeah. Last Friday was... Last Friday. Which I don't remember what it was about. Thank you know goodness. exactly what it was about. I have no idea what you're talking about. I don't we really, should tell our audience what it was all about. I don't remember what it was about. You want me to tell them? Uh, I, because I don't remember what it's about, I don't feel comfortable <laughs> you saying because I, I don't know if that's what it was. Like, I, oh, I won't, don't know, know if exactly I remember the story. exactly what it was. But... <laughs> you don't want to share a personal experience? Well, hold on. I mean, I... Okay. I know exactly. You, you share it. Okay, I'll put it in my own words and you tell me if I got it right. Well, I don't remember what you're talking about, so. <laughs> yeah, you do. <laughs> you She's sh- a faker. I, so, never... be careful of the words you choose. So, last Friday night after date night. Yes. He happened to say, How's, how is your health? How is your energy? How how are you feeling? Like like are you feeling good? And I'm like, yeah, feel fine. Duh. And he's like, well, I just mean like, do you think? I mean, do you have the a good? You have enough energy? Do you you feel like you could use some more energy? And I'm like, where are you going with this, babe? And he's like, well, maybe we should get your testosterone checked. Hold on. Hold on. So so Amy's said a couple times she's. She's like, man, I just don't feel like I have the energy I used to have. You've that said that like several months times. Ago. <laughs> well, you've said it several times. She's like, I just, man, yeah, I, I think always it's feel like tired. A, I think it's like in the 40s, like age 40s kind of thing. Not necessarily so, like I got health issues. So being the the husband <laughs> that is a good listener and is very mindful of how you're feeling and... I was trying to be careful of the words I choose. I was trying to practice mm. everything we were preaching, but I was, mm. I was very uh, wanted to be very careful and mm. understanding because you had made comments that, hey, man, my, I just feel I feel mm. tired all the time. So I'm like, oh, <laughs> maybe maybe something's going on. Our so, audience okay, is go laughing. Ahead. Our audience is laughing right now because they know exactly where I'm going with this. So after he gets done, how's your health? How how you can? How's your energy level? By the way, do you think maybe we should get your your levels checked, like your testosterone levels checked. Because we've just been discussing how like libido shoots up really high when women take testosterone boosters, right? It wasn't. Yeah, we had just shared this story, I think. Oh. And he's been talking about it lots. And he has in his mind, oh, I wonder, I mean, because everyone listening already knows that your dream is for me to initiate like all the time. And so in his mind, he's like, I wonder if I can see subtly like put it in her mind let's let's get you some more energy quote libido booster <laughs> hey if there's other side effects from it but it helps your energy I, you know yeah he was I can't just, control that yeah he's such a prince charming he was just going straight after my energy levels nothing to do with libido nothing well i i've been <laughs> i've been a pickleball and just talked to someone that had talked about how their wife had gotten the the shot uh-huh. and boosted their testosterone uh-huh. and how it had just really uh, impacted their marriage in a positive way. It, you just admitted what I was trying to say. With, Thank you for with, that. With the energy levels. No, no, no. no. He, Thank you for he that. Said, he said his wife just had a lot of energy. No, that's, and... not, ex- that's not what he said. Okay. Anyways, I win. <laughs> <laughs> We're done. <laughs> Be careful with the words you choose to use. So... Yes, Nick would like me to have a higher libido and he's going after it. My, calling it energy pills. My bl- my words <laughs> that I used during that discussion uh, may have came out wrong. Uh-huh. May have not uh-huh. been the words that I should have used. 
I love you, babe. Which goes into okay. the which goes into the next one. Does it really need to be said? Did that really need to be said? You know, I I don't know that it really needed to be said. No. Did it really need to be probably said? Probably not. Probably not. It, I guess it did because it was really important to Nick, so therefore it needed to be said. So as we talked about it's... vulnerability and me being a better listener, I took it as okay. He really would love my libido to be up. Although I would love his to be down, let's find a happy medium. Yes. I just need to initiate a I little know. more, which always comes down to Amy should initiate a little bit more. I know. I saw her Googling <laughs> Diagra today on no, Google. No, that's a lie. And I was like, what? what is Diagra? And then it hit me. <laughs> You're a lie. <laughs> uh, Nick's so funny. Okay, so the next one, let's get back on track. Does it really need to be said? So, being not sarcastic and goofy anymore, this is really serious. When you're having conversations and having good communication, sometimes it's okay to bite your tongue. Well, think of think of some of the arguments or conflicts that you've had. And, I, and I'll bet anything, if you think about those, a lot of those started because of this. Because of something you said to trigger the the situation right something that probably didn't need to be say said it was probably something brought up from the past or you did this or pointing the finger like i did that tonight i said something and he's like do we really have to go back about the past and i was like i didn't mean to i'm sorry well and and, I, and we I've just have to be well. careful with our words like sometimes we need to be more careful yeah and i and we've all done that and we all do that but we just really need to think okay is this something that are we doing this to hurt our spouse? Is there really benefit of what if I say something about this? Or is the whole purpose just to, you know, really injure or hurt my spouse that right. way? And so really think about the things, that, you know, does it really need to be said? Is it applicable to what you're talking about or the conversation that you're having? And I think, you know, out of all the things we're talking about, this is something that that is very, very important. And mm -hmm. we often use our words and throw things out just to injure our spouse, which is really sad sometimes. Well, if you heard our podcast episode number, oh, it was with Alex. And he said the quote, the Africans in a village in Africa use, like literally think spelling is like casting spells so they're like be careful of the words you use because they cast spells that's why it's called spelling and i love that because the words we say can change the the entire dynamic of a conversation and right and once you say something it can never be taken back never, never. and i want to also add with being careful with the words you choose, this comes down to boundaries. Setting boundaries around conflict is so important. Like, we're not going to swear and cuss each other. We're not going to call names. We're not going to point fingers. Um, maybe a boundary is not to bring up the past. If you've already healed from something, like those are great boundaries to put in place. So you don't use words that you can't take back. Yeah, yep, for sure. So, yeah, just be really careful about what you say and, and ask yourself the question, does it really need to be said? Uh, moving on, I think you need to also make sure you understand when you're having a good communication, you need to really understand what you think you heard. I know Amy and I have had several discussions about this to where she'll say something and I'm like, oh, okay, this is what she means. And I get it totally wrong. Hmm. Never. No. 
Never. You've never had that happen? <laughs> Everyone does that. Yeah. So, Everyone does that. So one of the good things you can do is when you're having that conversation, um, you know, you could ask the question, okay, this is what I heard you say. Am I understanding this correctly? Um, yes. You know, just really confirm that. And I think that'll alleviate a lot of problems as well. We actually had that as a topic at our very first marriage retreat was going back and forth and, and, and asking each other, I heard what you said. This is what I got out of it. And then going back, I heard what you said. And if you do that a couple times, you usually find a deeper meaning to what you're trying to say, right? For sure. Right. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I think it's really important, the next one, to show empathy to try to understand where your spouse is coming from. That can be hard. Well, it, it can. But I think we have our perceptions of things. And a lot of times we think that our perception or the way we look at something or feel about something is the way it just needs uh -huh. to be. And we've talked about this before, but you know, Amy and I were raised completely differently and we had different experiences growing up. And so I might look at things in certain situations different than what she looks at it. But I think it's very important to really try to put yourself in their shoes, so to speak, and see where they're coming from. Why do they look at this situation or a certain thing a certain way and then they can look at the same thing and really say you know okay maybe I don't agree with you but I can understand where you're coming from or why you're looking at it this way and then really be supportive of that absolutely amen oh did we just get done praying no. <laughs> or, uh... it mean means I agree oh, okay perfect I totally I, agree with what you said I just didn't know if I was supposed to be reverent and my head was supposed to be down there um I think another important thing, we've talked about the different love languages and how people feel love different. I also think there's different ways to communicate, which we've talked about mm -hmm. in previous podcasts as well. Um, you know, what are your thoughts on this? Do you feel like, do you feel like we communicate uh, differently or have different communication styles or do you feel like we're pretty? Yeah, I feel like we've gotten, I don't feel like we used to, but I feel like in our marriage, we've gotten more on the same level of communicating. Yeah. Like we have the same communication styles, I feel like. We're, we've kind of find a, found a balance in our marriage. And if you haven't heard the communication styles, go back and listen to that podcast because we do communicate totally different in marriages. But I feel like we've found that instead of like um, where one person's a hoarder and like, tries to keep it all in and the other person tries to attack and I mean there's different ways yeah you know what I mean so finding a balance and like trying to work together and there's some couples that can like argue and argue and it's perfectly normal for them and then there's some couples that like get totally offended if someone tries to argue or someone gets upset about something so in our marriage Nick hates to argue. I do. He hates it. He's never liked getting in fights. He's never liked arguing. He doesn't... He's very passive. I'm a lover, not a fighter. He's a peacemaker in the marriage. Yeah. And so our arguments are definitely... Or I shouldn't even call them arguments. They're just disagreements. Because we keep them very calm, very mature, and very... Pretty soft, I think, for the average I couple, so right? Too. And so... I think we're all different in that. And I think whatever works for you, as long as it's healthy, 
and you are having good conversations and you're finding solutions to things, I think... I think there's just different ways to communicate. Well, and I love this story. We've shared it previously. I'm going to share it again just because there's a lot of people listening to this podcast that maybe didn't listen to the one before uh, that was probably eight months ago or so. But we had a guy that was trying to talk to his wife about about sexual things. And his wife just did not want to talk to him. Every time he tried to bring it up, she didn't want to talk about it. Um, he could never really express how he feel, felt. And he got to a point to where he's like, I I don't know what else to do. I'm ready to end this relationship because I feel like she just doesn't care. And I think we recommended that he try writing a letter, right? Mm -hmm. Like he tried communicating with her. That wasn't working. And so we said, why don't you... Was was is that the one? Well, we he said? was at a full on breaking point. Yeah. Like they had like a sexless marriage. They he was not happy. Every time he tried to bring up the conversation, which we hear a lot from men, the wife gets upset, all you want is sex, blah blah blah. Turns just, into a big just argument. Turns into an argument, cuts it off, just doesn't even want to talk about it. It's either turns into an argument or just don't want to talk about it, right? So I think we recommended he write a letter to her, right? And and just lay everything out on a letter. And the reason why is because, number one, she would get the letter. No, it's not going to... She knows it's not going to start an argument. It's not going to put her in a difficult position or things like that. It could be very... And, and one of the things about a letter, too, is he could... A lot of times, you're able to write things down um, and really think about things. And, and express And things. express things a lot better than kind of being on the spot mm -hmm. where you're getting in a fight, right? So... And so, take your time on it, yeah. So he did that. He wrote a letter, just told her how he felt, and he wrote us back and he said, man... The, the craziest thing happened. She she read the letter. She wanted to sit down and talk. And like the last couple of weeks in our marriage has just been mm -hmm. amazing. Turned around. Totally turned around. So here you had a guy that had tried pretty much everything. Was was at the end of the road. Ready to be done with his marriage. And he just needed to communicate with his spouse in a different way. Mm -hmm. And when he did that, everything completely changed in his marriage in a good way. And so I, I just love that story because it shows that, hey, if something isn't working, maybe try something else, right? Yeah. There's We do have different communication styles, just like people have different um, desire styles or love languages. We're all differently. We all handle things differently. Mm -hmm. And... That just shows that there are different ways to communicate. Absolutely. So, um, the next one is don't allow your communication to become toxic. Um, I think that's pretty mm. self-explanatory. My favorite quote, not really a quote, phrase is the tone of your words create the tone of your marriage. And that's absolutely true. Like I have noticed in our marriage from our personal experience that because we don't yell and don't scream and don't argue, fight like in a loud way and our words are soft and kind even when we argue, the entire tone of our marriage is literally calm and loving. For sure. That just shows the difference. And I have a daughter who goes to a friend's house and comes home and says their parents are always screaming at each other. You you can tell by when she walks in our door that she's been around a different tone. 
She's been around a more toxic tone. And she tells us as a teenager, I don't want a marriage like that. Our kids are watching and they notice toxic behaviors. Yeah. So don't just do it. Don't just have good, healthy conversations and healthy tones in your marriage for you and your spouse. Do it for your children too. Yeah, your, your kids are going to see how you talk to each other and they're going to emulate that in their relationship. So if you're talking, you know, with toxic words to your spouse. And sounds and everything. Yeah, yeah. they're going to do the same thing. I mean, that's, They're learning from you. Absolutely. So just... But even besides the kids, like, yeah, do that for your kids, but do it for your marriage. Like, watch the change in your attitudes, your personalities, your positivity in your life, in your marriage, your gratefulness. Like, I'm so grateful to be married to Nick because he is so passive and peacemaker because there's never been yelling at our house because of his personality. Like, he's rubbed off on all of us. Like, I've got girls that can get pretty argumentative. I can be argumentative. And Nick just calms it all down. And it only takes one spouse. If just one of you sets the right tone, you can create such a peaceful, even when there's contention, environment. Yeah, for sure. Just your tone of voice and the things you say. Don't let it ever get to toxic point. And then the final one is, you know, if you're communicating, um, find a quiet and neutral place to communicate effectively. I know for us in our marriage, Amy and I will be in a really good conversation, maybe in our room or whatever, and our kids come in and just totally interrupt it and... You know, I know for me that gets pretty frustrating. Like, I'm like... Well, if it's a really important conversation, yeah. yeah. Like, like something that you really need to, yeah, express. Like, maybe wait till later. <laughs> yeah, or we're in the middle of an important conversation and, like I said, the kids come in and then it's like, okay, the conversation just stops. We don't know when we're going to be able to pick it up again. Um, I, th- I think that's important. If you are having... Obviously, there's times and you're going to get interrupted. But if you're having a really important conversation... Find a neutral and quiet place that you're not going to be interrupted to try to have that conversation. Go on a walk. Hold hands. Do it while you're walking, getting away from your house, or take a drive. Yeah. (laughs) The two of you, you know? Like, really prioritize those moments where you can have really good conversations. That's key for a good marriage. For sure. Now, Amy and I have put together the greatest communication workbooks on the planet. And I'm serious. These, <laughs> these are amazing. We, we put these together and I really can say I don't know that there's anything like them out there. So if you're really struggling with communication in the bedroom regarding your sexual intimacy or if you're struggling with communication with the emotional things in your life, uh, we have two different workbooks. You got to get them checked. You got to check them out. Like they literally will help uh, just transform your marriage in a good way. You can check those out at shop.ultimateintimacy.com. Or if you're just looking for fun conversations for date night or intimate conversations for date night or just for a drive, the two of you, or just alone at night because you're addicted to your phones but you'd rather help your marriage than just swipe stupid social media, then jump on the app because the conversations are one of the main reasons that people download the Ultimate Intimacy app. And we added the intimate conversations that are awesome, right? They are If there's any part of your intimate life that's struggling and you want to talk about it, but you don't really have the right questions to ask each other, 
It's in the conversation starters on the app under intimate conversations. Love it. There's some they're good ones. awesome. They're, they're awesome. We even we find stuff to talk about after 21 years. True that, girl. <laughs> well, we hope you guys enjoyed the podcast. And until next time, we hope you find ultimate intimacy in your relationship. <laughs>